0: Crash site would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we create, the Yuggera and Turrbal peoples. We also pay our respects to Elders, past, present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was and always will be Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples land. At the
1: crowd. <laughs> think there was something incredibly healthy about interrogating ideas and just like like thinking and talking and getting other people's opinions on things Mm. it's something that I think we're missing in our like current social setup and like the infrastructure we have especially when there is so much fear of judgment of ideas and of perspectives and there isn't a willingness for everyone to meet in the middle and go like let's explore and Mm. like our own ability to comprehend together Mm.
0: Yes, it's a Russell Brand that's always saying something like that at the start of his videos. Yeah. Mm. Let's talk about it. You know, let's, you beautiful 1 million, however many people out there. Let's have a conversation. Let's keep all biases aside. Drop a comment down below.
2: Does Russell Brand have a YouTube channel?
1: Yeah, he's like big. He's actually one of the biggest independent journalists now.
0: I reckon you'd really like it. Mm. Yeah another one of those youtube channels where i get my digestion of the news Mm. from Mm. because of the way that he filters it Mm. in such a what's your thoughts on it what what are you thinking you know like way about it so yeah so interesting Mm. i think it also just
1: showcases like the power of creators now too and the, the power of filters for how we see the world mm. is that that's what we actually offer as individuals, as unique individuals to other people. We become filters of information, filters of ways of seeing the world. Mm. And the beautiful thing is we don't have to rely, like unlike mm. in the past, you don't have to rely on one single filter to define truth for you. Mm. The church. You know, the government, often both interrelated. You can actually, you know, still, you can rely on these multiple independent sources Mm. so that you as an individual can also become your own filter. Yeah. Thus, we're constantly filtering information for one another to become better filters.
0: You are your own filter. Yeah. Mm. Because you've got to find these things somehow. Mm. It's dependent on what you search, what you watch. You know where you're spending time on these platforms what the algorithm then interprets that as and shows you more of it's crazy
2: yeah mm. i mean it also could be argued that whatever system you're using to access this information has plays a large hand in deciding mm. what you see as well totally if you don't go out of your way to like view things that don't come up through yeah. your algorithm yeah
1: but that's why i think you as an individual have a responsibility to educate yourself on how you absorb information mm. and where you were getting information from because mm. the fact of the matter is these large companies like google like amazon like um facebook meta um tiktok t- you know tiktok which is one of the absolute worst for what they do with your information it's mm. like actually horrible <laughs> what they do with your information oh. but like they control how you perceive the world Mm. right fundamentally and even it's like a little you know it's like oh yeah it's like i just get my feed whatever it's like your algorithm is uniquely tailored to you and the kind of things that are going to make you engage more Mm. you know and i think we as individuals have to Mm. stand up to that and and think very critically about what information you're bringing in because it actually influences how you perceive the world it impacts your mental health You know, your relationship with the real people that matter in your life. Like, all of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's, like, why it's so important that we are thinking very consciously when we absorb information. Mm.
0: Because this is a thing... We were talking about it recently. About how, like, there's this digital world. Do you, like, feel that? It's like a whole other realm. You know, like, when I'm doing things online or, like, on my phone, it just, like it is weird because it's like everything around me is like almost on pause and it's like I'm like sucked into this device Mm -hmm. and it feels like a different reality to me. It's like then when you like break out, it's like, oh yeah, this is what matters. It's like all that for me can just like whatever. But I feel like nowadays there's a bit more of a blur between like that reality and this reality.
1: Mm. What's so interesting too because I feel like so much about even just biological functions have been built into this digital world. You know, the way that these algorithms are designed to, like, give us dopamine hits, Mm. where there is, like, these forms of, like, superficial validation that we can get through these online worlds that maybe we don't have access to in the physical Mm. world. And, like, that is... There's a
0: real problem, Mm. you know? Note-taking, even. Like, little tasks that we're actually were so dependent on up here, and now it's like offsetting into our device.
2: Mm.
0: You know, these devices and
1: this digital world is already an extension of our physical body and our physical mind. Mm. Like it's so they're so deeply interrelated. And like there's so many amazing things that come from that too. Yeah. You know, the ability to be recording this right now and then distribute it to an audience. True. You know? Mm-hmm. Like there's access. Yeah, you know, there are people in the world that now have access to information they've never had it before. Mm. You know, like the the power of technology, you know, is is both its greatest strength and its greatest weakness. You know? And it's why there is such an importance in the individual's agency and accountability in that. Mm. It's like that, I don't know if you've you listened to that speech where it's like, it's like, I, I think it's been like remixed a lot for a lot of different things. And I actually think it, oh, it comes from Charlie Chaplin. Mm. He like, he is playing oh, it's some Charlie Chaplin film and he's like playing like a, a world leader or something. And it's like, we, the, you, the people have, have the, the power, power, you know, and to the, yeah, power, yeah.
2: yeah, to change minds. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's like such a. I mean, it's so brilliant that it's coming from like someone like Charlie Chaplin, but yeah. it's also the actual push in that and what's articulating that is so true and so fundamental to how we exist in a broader society, is that you as an individual, whilst sometimes it may not feel like you have power, mm. have incredible power because it's your, you know, and this ties back into a lot of Tony Robbins and then the, the psychology of ourselves, mm. is that it's not what happens to you or the experiences you have it's how you perceive them it's how you it's not what social media gives you Mm. but how you perceive what social media gives you and Mm. that's where your power is is in the point of perception Mm. because only you control that
0: I was reading in tandem Awaken the Giant Within and Untethered Soul and I found it like a challenge to be taking on both of those dogmas (laughs) at the same time because it's it's like the idea of like spirituality mindfulness and like calm is to like separate yourself from the ego right obviously it's more complicated than just that but to like be very like neutral about things while also acknowledging the power you have of how everything is filtering in and how you can process that it was like they're actually quite complementary but i at the start, found it really hard to find that balance. You know, it's like, I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly,
1: but... Well, I think there are two frames of, like, living, right? And they are mm. two extremes. Like, yeah. one of them, I think, is what Michael Singer does in The Untethered Soul mm. is he... He he sort of articulates this, like, new sense of control that you as an individual have and your ability to actually mm. let go and surrender yeah. to yeah. find peace yeah. and to separate yourself as the conscious being that exists behind what occurs physically Mm -hmm. and that you are in a state of awareness. And in that awareness is bliss. Mm. Um, so it draws from a lot of these spiritual sort of teachings and stuff, which is incredibly powerful, but it's also not necessarily the most practical way to go about living a life. If you're looking to have impact and build something.
0: And it's also like, almost, it's like good in doses or it's like a fresh reminder to have, come experiences that may be overwhelming you know you, you're able to take the seat back in the moment and then apply the principles of how you can use your brain to deal with it as well yeah
1: which is like the tony robbins stuff right which and, and a lot of these like sort of like where self-help's come from this personal development is that you are you are learning ways in which to better understand yourself and the people around you so that you can work smarter, you can um, connect deeper, Mm. you know, and make your life more efficient. Mm. But ultimately what that balance comes down to is like, you know, it's like like iambic pentameter, you know, it's like be, do, be, do, be, do, be, do, right? Be and then do, Mm. be and then do, Mm. you know, this idea if you've got to have these fluctuations, of being mm. and understanding presence and grounding yourself and letting go and then taking hold <laughs> and going, I, you know, mm. I, I, as an individual have, have the power, the mm. agency to create the responsibility to give back, you know, mm. the ability to pursue impact, you know, cause that is also a privilege, you know, mm. especially in the lives that we live mm.
2: yeah.
1: and then to also then ground yourself and be able to step out of it. and and have that awareness, Mm. which is hard. It's incredibly difficult. but It's a beautiful philosophy, I think. (laughs) It's all
0: part of the human experience, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Well, should we start the old podcast topic then, leaving on that note?
1: I think we should. Yeah. Would you like to take us away, Zed? Yes. So today we're talking about the Crash Site Manifesto. Um, Many of you have probably maybe been listening to us before. This might be your first time listening to the Crash creative podcast, Welcome. But, yeah, welcome. Um, fundamentally, we are three young creators, artists, human beings trying to figure out how to live a fulfilling um, and impactful life mm-hmm. through the pursuit of creativity, art, creation. Um, I think for all of us, the values that we have in life are around curiosity, and creating things and also around building community mm. and i think this year as a group we've really you know we spent last year producing a bunch of projects we sort of aligned ourselves as a bit of a production company creating things and this year we're really trying to take what we're building with the craft site to the next level we are shifting our vision we are redefining ourselves and we're trying to build something for the long term um, and so i think today we really want to talk a little bit about what that is um, and why why we think having a vision is important mm. um, and what that vision is for us. And also at the end, how you can get involved and how you can be a part of this. With that note though, I want to actually start off with a question. And we were actually, while we were getting our coffees ready for today's session, we asked this question and it kind of stumped, I think, everyone. It um, <laughs> a lot to think of. It was a, you know It was a lot to process. But the question is... Is would you be content pursuing an artistic career in the current system, in the current climate, in the current sort of way in which artists operate or creators operate? Mm. And so the question, yeah, fundamentally is as an individual artist, as a creator, as a young person that is envisioning a future for themselves and the impact they want to have on the world, are you content? Or could you be content with pursuing the current path and system as it's mapped out in front of you?
0: I would like to start maybe acknowledging what I thought of when I was first proposed this question. And I think what came to mind was I've always balanced working for money with working for passion, though now I've actually gotten into a sweet, sweet scenario where that job aligns with my values as a person in a community that I am passionate about, while also allowing for my passion in that I can continue to create, continue to be a musician primarily, um, but explore other realms of creativity around that, that complement and also juxtapose to that. I've, as a musician, always dreamt of having an impact through recording and writing music and releasing that to a wider audience because of the experiences that I have with listening to music mm. and going to gigs. would love to play at festivals in front of big crowds just so I know what it feels like. That is associated with a career in music. Though, would I want a career in music? No. There's a finer detail to that in that I don't think it's sustainable at that scale in the current model that we have, though I would love to experience all of those things. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think it does. I, I think maybe it's this idea of also like you want to find fulfillment and joy in the work that you do and you want to have the... Yeah the periphery and and sort of the multitude of experiences of what it means to be a musician Mm. and to create music and to give that gift that you have been given as a young person growing up yeah but you believe in
0: a more sustainable so that there there needs to be a more sustainable pathway yeah Mm. yeah totally i think especially at sort of a grassroots level it's quite hard to be a musician as well or an artist You were saying this thing about starving artists and how shit that is.
1: It's an unfortunate self-fulfilling prophecy, Mm -hmm. the starving artist sort of idea, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I think especially in like the the modern era, it's become a little bit of a, you know, like something we we attach to. You Mm. know, it's like you're either a starving artist or you're a sellout. Yeah. And I think that is a really unfortunate dichotomy that we've created because fundamentally we should all be lifting each other up. Fundamentally, deep down, art is what drives all of us. You know creativity at different ways of seeing the world, mm-hmm. and that is that is where you know to tie back into like this what we're talking about just before. Individual power comes from. Mm. Tarek, what about for you? I know that because you're you sort of had a quite a diverse range of experiences, both career wise, but then also independently as a creative. How do you sort of look to your future in the current system?
2: I think for me, the main issue with the current system is access. I think it's access to other people with abilities to help you get where you need to get. I think it's access from an audience point of view to new and emerging artists. I think it's really easy for people to be running over the same kind of pushed and mainstream group of people to interact with. I feel like the the playing field isn't quite level. I think sometimes if you end up going to a school you get in with the right company or the right group of people then you can get access to a lot of um a lot of equipment to help you whether that's interpersonal skills or like physical actual equipment but there isn't there isn't like an easy way for a new artist to be like hey i'm just coming into the scene i just want to get to know other people in the community and just have like this really wide-ranging um access to all these other local artists and for me that's been the biggest issue is having to just slowly chip away and like collect all of those things and all of those people that i need from different areas to help with my success or to also just like slowly be like hey, i'm here like i do these things to like a wider audience as well so I think that's what's probably exciting about the community building side of web three and stuff as we're going to go into it more um, later through the manifesto is it is genuinely about creating a level playing field when it comes to these communities and encouraging people to interact with each other and support each other I think the system that we have now very much suggests that you need to cut other people down to get up Mm. and it doesn't end up helping anyone because you just stall like you don't want to cut anyone down and then you just end up a lot of it and especially in this day and age a lot of it just ends up becoming internalized and there's a lot of artists who don't think that they're good enough because they think they have to beat other people Mm. which isn't the case Mm. yeah
1: or they have to you know off of that i think so many great points in there but also like or they have to be other people Mm. you know oh this is what success looks like this is what the algorithm rewards this is the the map and the path that other people have taken and like whilst you can take lessons from that it's not necessarily the path to you because what your value is is the unique perspective and the unique creativity that you bring Mm -hmm. and i think fundamentally like if i'm then to jump on and answer that question sort of being inspired by both of your responses, is like, fundamentally, no, I am not content with the current way that the infrastructure is built around building a career in the artistic Mm. and creative industries. Mm -hmm. Mm. Fundamentally, there is too much reliance on government funding. There's too much reliance on these larger corporations that define the aesthetics Mm. and the value of particular artistic mediums, particular theatre companies, in localized regions define the standard of what theater is there just in the same way as the artistic institutions do that and like whilst they do add a lot of value and it's like great to bring those things together I really really believe there has to be other ways because otherwise what you do is you pigeonhole creative mediums you pigeonhole pathways
0: mm. Mm. it's
1: like a mold right exactly yeah. and then and then everyone else feels like well I need to fit that mold and Unfortunately, as as someone who also works as a producer, I see this all too often of the same kind of things being pitched and proposed Mm. because they're the kind of things that get funding because they tick boxes, right? And I think there is a big issue when it is government funding that defines what art gets created Mm. because it's that funding that allows people to do that. Mm. And this is why there has to be a new system. There has to be a new way for creatives to come together not feel like they're competing with one another Mm. but they are building together Mm. that they are learning from one another they are teaching each other their skills and assets and they are rewarded for adding value to that community
2: Mm. and i also feel like it's it would be beneficial to our audiences as well because so much of my time like i have heaps of Friends who don't really like run in the creative circle or whatever and then they'll dip in and come see something for me but they're mostly like I don't really do that mm. but it's because they're seeing the same thing all the time Yeah. and they're not interested like when we go to something left of field and <laughs> whacked out and just like what was that <laughs> they're like oh yeah. you can see their interest peak a little bit and I can understand because as an audience viewer or an audience participant in an art work or a performance or whatever you have spent your time which is your most valuable asset and then also money and you know effort and you've gone out and you've put faith into experiencing something and then to Always end up experiencing the same thing Mm. or walk away thinking, Oh, I did experience something very similar, but it was that one might have been better, so I don't know how I feel about that. It's like it must be a little bit heartbreaking as well, from that point of view, which I understand, but I also don't believe that art should be made for an audience,
1: Mm. yeah. But also, exactly on that point, too, is it narrows the culture, yeah. The culture gets refined, Mm. and I just don't think refinement is actually beneficial for the overall culture Mm. the culture needs to be broad it needs to be putting ideas and ideologies and philosophies against one another we need to be talking we need to be engaging on a, on a very regular basis daily, mm-hmm. you know, to actually be going, hey, this is what I'm creating. This is what I'm working on. You know, you might not like what they're working on or anything like that, but you, you can open a conversation and go, oh, so yeah. why are you thinking like that? What what do you believe your art is doing? Mm. Oh, that's so interesting. I'm actually trying to do something very different, but while you're creating music, I'm actually creating visual art that's using uh, technology. wait. If we're working on the same thing, what if we actually had a look at what happens if your music is inspired by my visual art and my visual art is inspired by your music? Now you've got relationships. Now you have connectivity. Now you have a community that's actually thriving off of one another, that is challenging, interrogating one another because Mm. that's where creativity comes from. When we're pushed, when we're challenging one another and when we're growing together And, and you are and you feel like you are part of the culture that you
0: have cultural influence and significance, and your unique voice is contributing. Mm. Yeah, you're and producing something uniquely new. As exactly. Well. Yeah, to an audience immediately that has a feedback system embedded in it.
1: One hundred percent. And because the other the other thing is when things are controlled by these larger scale institutions, which are government funded, um, what that does is it means that the only time other voices are heard are when they host these sort of like signal these sort of like what I kind of perceive um, as these kind of like signaling forums oh yeah we're having a youth forum right so we'll hear your ideas everyone's ideas get brought up but like what actually happens yeah where right? did
2: the ideas go you
1: know and, yeah. and think about like how valuable those ideas are if those ideas could actually then be documented, shared within a community and built upon, mm. you know, and because there is the digital infrastructure there to build that now, mm-hmm. what if those ideas could be shared with the ideas of what's happening in Copenhagen, you know, what's happening in New York City, LA, you know, um, Tokyo, you, you know, Shanghai, Everywhere. you know, these, these global communities that, that can actually influence and build off one another, where our, mm. our cultural identity bridges geographical boundaries. I think that is what the potential of art can be. Mm. And it's a new creative revolution, you know? Like, I don't know how you you guys feel, what sort of your exposure necessarily is to art history, but it's something that I've always been so intrigued by is these sort of like movements in in history and where there's been these significant thinkers and how theory has always interrelated with practice. and and there's a relationship between the two, and these like you know we've spoken about coffee houses and salons and parlors. Yep. And Episode twenty two, if you want to catch up on that one, <laughs> and, um, you know like how these spaces have been built and shared, and ideas have formed, and then you've got revolution. You have arts collectives building. You have this group of people that are interrogating and and, and ideating together, and that is powerful. But I really just don't, haven't felt like I've seen that, you know, in our current era. I think in a way technology has helped bring us together, but it's true impact hasn't been realized because infrastructure hasn't been built because we've been relying on these centralized organizations to do it. Mm -hmm. Facebook mediates the Facebook groups, the algorithms, how people find out about you. YouTube, the same. And like, obviously these are great tools, but they are centralized. Mm. Mm. Whereas like there is a real you know opportunity, I think here, with the rise of Web3 and decentralized infrastructure to build social networks and community networks that are for the people that wanna be a part of them mm. and that they can be leveraged.
2: I literally just, I write a thought that I want to keep in the top of my head at the top of my diary planner every day. There's like a little space. And on Tuesday, I wrote, Um, stop working for the system make the system work for you as an emerging creative especially but also as a young person being introduced to the workforce you just feel exhausted working for a system and it does it feels like it's on the tip of our tongue This taste of a new reality where the system works for you but we've got to get there. mm. there's there's still a shift that needs to happen yeah
0: someone was talking to me recently about like this idea of post-covid post social media mm. and i think it ties in with what we we're talking about how there's these centralized not only in the realms of theater and art hubs around cities that are controlled or funded by a government primarily but also the big business that funds the big social media things right is we're all audience members to that too. Mm. We're all engaging with it. And I think it's so interesting when when something sparks your interest, you you get so attached and you get really excited about it because it has potential. Mm. And I think that what we're working towards is testament to that because we're all very excited by this new digital era and platform that we are building to potentially inspire and excite others by what it can bring and what everyone can bring to it yeah and and
1: off of that maybe this is a good time to sort of have a look at the manifesto um and i i, cons- I haven't
2: read it well really? where can where can
1: i find the manifesto where there? is it well the manifesto <laughs> is going to be shared across our social media very shortly with the release of this episode yeah, yeah. it's also going to be
0: connected to our discord yeah if you haven't well i think already. it's actually early access on the discord yeah. isn't it? it's already yeah. up there it's already up you there can look at it yeah. so you know a lot of things go up early on the discord if you want to be a part of that yeah that's also i guess linking into these ideas we've been talking about about daily check-ins yeah so we're also providing um or well Zed's doing a lot of the heavy lifting here on some mm. daily check-ins on what's what else is going on in this space but we're opening it up to you the community to come into that and also contribute yeah tell us what's going on what you're doing we have different <laughs> channels for different topics or, dis- or points of
1: discussion. Yeah, and, and I think part of it is, is starting off with something like Discord, because it's something that's being used a lot in sort of the development of Web3, um, is as is, is an infrastructure um, to be utilized. And so we're really trying to build that, build a community there so that we can learn, figure out how to best serve that community and create alongside that community. Mm. And I think with the global, like the sort of global long-term vision of them being able to build our own social network, Mm. that is for creators, that is for creators of this community. You know, that is like for the people that want to be there, the creators that want to create there, we can build our own decentralized infrastructure for artists. That is for the artists, by the artists, where the community controls what it is. And I think that is incredibly powerful and it's new technology that's allowing us to do
2: that. And I am kind of intrigued to explore as we gain more followers and stuff to also explore this experience of relinquishing control of something Mm. that you started because just as Zed was laying out like this is a community driven project like yes we as Crash started it but we're not setting strict guidelines and like setting dates for things and stuff like it will be whatever everyone wants it to be
1: Mm. Yeah, I think fundamentally what we're trying to do with this manifesto is set the precedent yeah. to, to open the door and that the more people walk
0: through it, the more clear that path forward is going to be. Mm. Mm. So- we're, we're on a ship, we were in the port, we're at the helm, we yeah. took off into the open sea, we let go of the wheel.
1: Yeah. And as a community, we're all going to hold on to a little bit of that wheel and try and help steer it. We've got lifeboats um, and lifeguards and we're
0: bringing you in from yep. the sea. We're like, come on, come on board. Play around with my ship. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and if we crash and we have to build a new ship, so be it. Or we might find a lovely deserted island and so build a new civilization. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Just come to my <laughs> Welcome to my ship. Welcome to my ship. Speaking of ships, what is the Crash Site? (laughs) So the Crash Site is a contemporary arts collective based in Brisbane, Australia, innovating in the space between Web3, technology, community praxis, and unrestricted creative expression. So these are kind of like our three pillars we want to do, is we believe in this evolving technology that's established with Web3. We believe in this idea of community praxis, this Mm -hmm. idea that the community creates alongside one another, Mm -hmm. that we develop together and unrestricted creative expression we believe that all creativity is valid that every individual is a creative and that your creative pursuits are unique to you that you bring something unique to that and we want to build a platform that empowers enhances and in the long term rewards you for that commitment mm. because as you said it, it is not easy It's not an easy journey trying to be in creative. And it's actually not a short-term game. It is a long-term. It is a life commitment. And we believe that you should be rewarded for that. Mm. What else do we believe? We believe that art is for everyone. We believe that creative processes, experiences, and products have the power to create real-world change. Nothing happens in this world without creativity. Mm. It's thinking outside of the box. It is interrogating ideas. It is having conversations like this. It is building a community so that we can learn, we can grow, and we can evolve together. We believe that the future of the art world is reliant on the synthesis of Web3 technology and in-real-life practice and presentation. We will build new infrastructure for bridging these spaces and supporting those who wish to innovate across these mediums. We believe in the power of experimentation, failure, and impossible ideas. We believe in building a global community of creative people that educate, inspire, collaborate with and challenge one another. Mm. We believe in building sustainable creative pathways that empower artists and accelerate the impact of creative people within and beyond the CRASH community. We work to create innovative interdisciplinary collaborations that develop financial infrastructure, new production models and new modes of artistic distribution. We reject any pre-established definition of what art is and what art should be. We reject any notion of our art needing to be anything for anyone else. First and foremost, our artistic practices are for us Mm -hmm. and our community. It is our personal growth, our growth as a community, and the processes that we go through that matter Mm. because it is through process that we learn Mm. we develop and we refine our artistic practice as individuals and as a community and we have fun exactly and it's enjoyable because it should be enjoyable Mm. the focus of creativity and art is that it opens us up Mm -hmm. it allows us to learn to bring new ideas into ourselves and expand them out of ourselves and or release yeah and sure. it, you're exactly right. It should be fun. It should be enjoyable. And so we want to make this this an enjoyable experience for everyone.
2: Mm.
1: Mm. We reject all traditional boundaries, whether they be socially or creatively enforced. We want to work in the space between. We believe that there is power in the liminal. What exists between art forms, between social groups, between geographical boundaries and cultural boundaries. Ultimately, we are a collective of creators Individuals who work together to innovate in the space between art, technology, and community. We aspire to have a global impact connecting creative practice with accessible educational resources and the development of long-term pathways that util- utilize sustainable creativity to make the world a more inclusive, ideologically diverse, and interesting place. So, I know that was a lot. A lot of beliefs, a lot of rejections, a lot of ideas. Yep. A base philosophy for us to start this journey, mm. to start to steer this ship together. Totally.
2: <laughs> the ship. The Deep ship. ship. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, our first, that's our first Discord um, community joke. <laughs> the inside joke. Is it's yeah, like yeah. the ship.
1: The ship. Yeah. So we're on the ship together. <laughs> for the two of you, what do you feel like are the most important things here for you as you look forward to what we're trying to build with the craft site what excites you the most i think that the ship should be a rocket ship
0: i agree (laughs) that's (laughs) (laughs) this analogy is going (laughs) to get deep deep
2: (laughs) could you imagine we're just like all right we need to rework everything everyone's going to flight school we've got some work to do
0: (laughs) yeah we're taking on spacex Yeah, yeah i think the most exciting thing for me is to actually have a community uh, that's both experimenting with the digital and the real world simultaneously. I love the prospect of, and this is something we talk about a lot, is like daily rituals and routines and self-help practices, sharing that with other people on a daily basis and being held accountable by it. Mm. I don't know, I just really love this idea of people joining this community and being part of it. Like that, I think that's what excites me is the people and who we're going to meet. And connect with and learn about and share creation with you know Mm. yeah
2: yeah i think it's very similarly for me i think the main thing i'm most excited for is the collaboration Mm. um i'm also excited by our shift to kind of identify more as a collective i think that does bring a different energy to everything and i think leaning into that more as we go forward will benefit our individual projects and the projects that we complete together. Mm -hmm. I'm also, yeah, I'm really excited to hopefully have that interaction more with other people that join the community and branch out, meet new artists and learn different artistic practices from them. Um, And I'm also just excited, I think, to learn more within this new space, especially this new technological space that we're moving into, mm. I think there's just like so much information coming our way. But I do also feel like we're close to the front of the pack as far as adaption goes. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to understand what this potential revolution could be born out of very well, you know, mm. enough to be able to like start it. Mm.
1: oh a hundred percent and i think so much of what this is about is is about kind of scratching an itch that i think all of us have had individually yeah you know and now together as a group that's been working together for over a year now right which is a massive achievement like we've you know like go team but now we want to open that up and we want to build something that is about building a much more diverse community a community of people globally that want to create that want to be better but also want to help other people be better. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my biggest frustrations personally has been that there is a lack of synthesized information about living a creative life, Mm -hmm. about how to get better, the tools and tactics that other people use to live their best life. Mm -hmm. And I think we as creators need to have infrastructure and a support community so that we can learn from one another, that we can commit and hold each other accountable to our creative pursuits, Mm -hmm. but also our pursuits to be better people, to be better global citizens, To be people that are lifelong learners, that are curious and interested and want to try things out. Mm -hmm. I think so much of what this comes down to is a willingness to fail boldly. Mm. And I think there is massive opportunity here. And in the pursuit of that opportunity, we're going to fail, but we're going to do it boldly and we're going to do it together. We are going to create, we're going to try things out. And in the long term, I think what we're trying to build is a decentralized creative infrastructure that allows artists around the world to come together, to grow, to learn, and to ultimately build a sustainable infrastructure to create. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Which is, I just don't think, is something that we've seen before. No, Because we are are working to build something that exists outside of these sort of like current norms and strategies and sort of pathways that currently exist. Mm. We want to provide an opportunity for those that want to experiment, to want to try things out, and to be a part of something that is bigger than themselves because it can be a lonely
0: path. Yes. Mm. And I think that's what's exciting. Can I link back to the question that we sort of opened this podcast yeah. with was something along the lines of that do you see a creative career or, you know, there's all this sort of, I think in, in, in embarking on a career, it feels like you're alone on it somewhat, I guess maybe just from the wording or from what I've seen other people in their lives. But what you said just before is, think really important is living a creative life. I think that is a really beautiful phrase to embark this journey on together. Mm. Is how can we live a creative life? And how can we live a creative life? I don't know, I think yeah. it's just yeah, let's, you know, let's live creatively. Mm. That's I
1: think so special. 100%. I also it's like it's not necessarily if you just want to build your entire career as an artist. Maybe you're, you, you've got a passion for something else, but you want to live more creatively mm. or you want to just be around more creative people and you want to have deeper conversations. Or you even
2: want... if you just want to live more curiously. Mm. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Like it's an open space, a space yep. to learn, you know? And I think that's what is so exciting is in these early stages of trying to build it. You know, we're looking for those early adopters. We're looking for those people that mm-hmm. believe in something else Something that is different for them as creators. Somewhere where they can invest their time and energy and get those rewards for giving back. But also for being a creative. Because I think the question that we've been pondering recently is how can you build a community of creators that are rewarded for their creative work? And the value that they add back to that community, mm-hmm. and that's what we're trying to explore. Yeah. Whether that is tokenization, whether it is building, you know, um, decentralized infrastructure, new financial models, new ways of rewarding mm-hmm. and supporting um, one another, and new ways of distributing our artwork as individuals and as a collective. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're looking for. Is if you believe in that, if you believe that there is something else, if you believe in open conversation creative dialogues and you believe in your pursuit of curiosity not as just from one thing to the next but for an entire lifetime of what it means to be a creative human being then this is the place for you Mm -hmm. and we want you to be a part of this collective we want to hear your voice we want to help you share your voice we want to be a part of that community alongside you
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it ain't a pigeonhole it's a pterodactyl hole Let's Sorry, I've let's been, sit I've on been, that for a while. I've been sitting on that. <laughs> I wanted to say it. I thought
1: it would be cool. It was really cool. Yeah, and we had yeah, some yeah. audio effect to it to make it like I really
0: yeah. definitely add some audio effect mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. We're not dealing yeah. with pigeon here. No, no. We're dealing no. with pterodactyls. They're big. They're big. <laughs> Just we're thinking on a... of cloacas now. <laughs> 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 yes. Um, um, we yeah. will share more about that in our discord as we are embarking on mm. another creative journey simultaneously yeah and we'll always be, simultaneously yeah yeah we'll be keeping posts updates about that I think that that is a great summary of our manifesto yeah mm. and I think that's a very sweet timestamp to sort of bring this podcast to an end as well mm. uh, were there any other comments that we'd like to add or thoughts come feelings? join
2: us like that is the main thing like Mm. if you are even slightly interested then just join the discord seriously yeah it is free yeah it takes hardly any of your time okay you've got an email figure out a password join it and then if you like it Mm. stay
0: and if you join our discord the first thing you should say is the ship yeah 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 Yeah, yeah. when when you first get get there say
2: oi oi captain <laughs> oh, I,
0: no, I'm not. I don't want to pigeonhole anything. You do whatever you want. Do whatever, whatever you want when you come in. We're
1: also in the process of mapping out our roadmap. Yeah. So figuring out what the future looks like, and we'd love for you know, the, if you are coming on early, um, it is your opportunity to help steer that ship. Yeah, yeah. It ain't um, a roadmap.
0: It's a sea map. A sea map. It is <laughs> a, a map, treasure map. map. A map. <laughs> yeah,
1: just a normal map. 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 A generic normal map <laughs> a but, nautical map a nautical, nautical map. map but we believe that there is treasure somewhere out there um, yep. and right here topographical a, map <laughs> a map of many multitudes across <laughs> many dimensions
0: Yeah, multi-dimensional map a
1: multi-dimensional. so if you want to be part of this multi-dimensional map um, come join us check out our manifesto when we post it online we've yep. got a sort of rough roadmap map there but it's constantly evolving we're constantly trying to brainstorm new ways to have that impact and we want you to be a part of it Bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Uh,
0: Perfect.
1: Beautiful. Uh, Thanks for listening.
2: We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Dude,
1: we need to get a pterodactyl for the studio.